Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And it is a change. This was We actually went from the, the summer flowers, the summer vegetables, the summer plants. They're done. They got burned this week. We had a little snow up in the high country, so Flagstaff, Williams, White Mountains. We had some definite frost. I think I was reading 32, 33 in my gardens on Tuesday and Wednesday. And so it was chilly. So the coleus, they're all gone. So so the, so frost damage, what that really looks like if you're new to a four-season climate, those summer tropical plants, those are your tomatoes. That's a tropical plant. Uh, some of your uh, California-style succulents, those are tropical types of, of sedums and succulents. Some are perennials, some are annuals. Annuals have no antifreeze in them. So when we get down to freezing, they just melt. They, they actually get frost burned. It's like frostbite. And the perennials, they actually have uh, a, a naturally occurring, really naturally occurring antifreeze in them. Now, some of your perennials, they'll actually hibernate underground. So some of the foliage gets burned off. And so they turn this straw color to them. It's kind of pretty, have an autumn color. Some of your grasses go into an autumn color. And then they'll turn brown, kind of straw straw brown. And then they'll just kind of keep their form. But they're alive underneath, down in the root structure. The top, the top growth may look a little off or more autumn-like. But the ground level, uh, the roots are still growing, actually. So there's still still things happening. So I would say keep watering. Don't, as long as those plants have foliage, have green, have some fold, have some buds. My roses still have rosebuds on them. I, I'll probably get some new flowers. I'm going to keep watering those about once a week until I see winter truly here. That'll be the end of this month, first part of next month. Then I'll start backing it off to a couple times a month. I'll, I'll go hand water or, or turn on the irrigation. I am, I am adjusting my irrigation to water during the middle of the day. Instead of real early morning, let's say dawn, usually I'm watering three, four, five o'clock in the morning, and then I'm done. All the irrigation is done running by eight o'clock in the morning. So I want to hydrate everything before the heat of the day. That's how you do it during the summer when it's hot out. Well, now that it's cool, well, I don't want it. I don't want those drip emitters going and then ice starts to form coming out of those emitters. Uh, so I, I don't, I'm not forming ice sculptures. I want healthy plants. I want it to go in the ground. So I've just adjusted those between 10 and three o'clock in the middle of the afternoon when I know that even in January, it's probably not freezing by then. So I can run that and don't have to worry about it. So a little adjustments, tweaking, but I'm still watering my, my landscape once a week. Now we had some serious moisture, at least at, at the Lane Casa, we had a lot of rain on Monday. So I just hit the skip button on the irrigation. So it rained. Okay, fine. I've also got sensors and satellites and everything else tied into the irrigation. It's pretty sophisticated. Almost almost too sophisticated. I scratch my head going, how in the heck do you run this thing? What's going on? It's a 
cloud interface. Oh my gosh, just for my irrigation. Yeah, but but we've made those adjustments. Uh, so so I guess going back to where to where we started. What does frost damage look like, and will it come back? Frost damage looks like the leaves were nice and glorious and green, and they just—it was summer. I was just so happy, and then it got cold that night, and the leaves literally the next morning, within a few hours, they curl up, they start to get limp, they turn dark brown or even black. That is frost damage. And those, that foliage will not come back. It's dead. Now, will the stems come back? Perennials will actually come back from the, from the roots. The uh, foliage might have gotten burned off. But most, most perennials that come back from the roots, those are typically, they're not going to get frost burned like that. They have this nice long autumn color. They turn gold and orange and red and straw colored. They've got a pretty autumn color to them that's perennials usually have that so your aspens and your maples and your ash is beautiful purple foliage so all the trees started to turn like this week they all decided okay it's yeah yeah it's autumn we're gonna go and they just started turning color within days of each other your tropical plants on the other hand things like your cucumbers your eggplants uh, your your red fountain grass, geraniums, if they turn color like that, if they turn black foliage all of a sudden, they're not coming back. They're not coming back from the roots. They're not coming back from the stems. They're not coming back. Rip them up out of the ground and just lift, get them out of the ground so you don't need them. And they're just bringing you down. So those kind of things we're starting to throw away, fill up the compost bin or, or get them off the property, whatever. Uh, but that's what it looks like. Don't be a... Don't, don't be tricked or, or fooled or discouraged. This is this is what four season climates do. And so right now we're just enjoying, I mean, I was down in Phoenix on Tuesday and everyone's talking about the fall colors in the mountains. The aspens are so pretty. That's that's the everyone's talking about it. Except us. We live here and go, yeah, we we see this all the time. What's what's to talk about? If you're new to the area, and you see a plant you really like. Oh, I can't believe that red or purple or orange tree. Take a picture or pick a leaf off and bring it in. We can help identify that and tell you what it is and go, yeah, you can plant that or you can't plant that now. Or it's the wrong time of year. It's the right time of year. Most fall colored plants and evergreens, this is a tremendous time to plant. This is the ideal time to plant. This is when most of the trees and and say big spruce and pine and fir and junipers and cypress and cedars, those conifers, the things that have needles on them, we're stocking up with those. Just had a whole truckload of Arizona uh, Arizona cypress come in. So this is a native evergreen type of kind of blue green kind of plant, almost silvery blue. This is a new variety. It's quite striking. Just just unloaded. We don't. We didn't have any of those in the spring. They're, they show up now, and so I've got another truckload of of very big spruce coming next week. So we're starting to ship all those. It's a good time to put those in the ground, and mainly because you can see your neighbors going, "Oh, look at that beautiful red! I want some of that. I don't have any. There's no red. It's all all orange." Well, now you can spot one in and go. It would look great right here. Uh, as soon as the foliage is done. Yeah, see these these fall colored 
trees and shrubs start to lose their leaves because they're deciduous. That is, they lose their leaves in winter. Now all of a sudden your plants are going to look, your landscape can look pretty bare. If you had mainly all lilacs and forsythias and uh, Rosa Sharon, these are all deciduous flowering shrubs. And a whole bunch of maples and aspens and ash. These are deciduous trees. And then you've got a rock lawn. And all of a sudden, you can look pretty naked pretty quick. Your landscape can go, ooh, we need something here. 20% of your landscape should be dedicated towards evergreens. This is big, upright evergreens like spruce and pine or thick conifers like Arizona cypress and junipers. Or it could be broadleaf evergreens like red tip photinia, cotoneasters, spreading yews, hollies. These are all shrubs that have a, have a leaf. We call them broadleafs that are evergreen. They hold their foliage through winter. So it's a good time to spot those in. And you can plant those now. As long as you're watering them through winter, you, you baby them, you water them, you, you care for them, you garden with them through winter, you're good. They'll continue to root out through the end of the year. And then they'll set buds and flower buds through leaf buds and flower buds through winter. And then usually by some by March 1, in end of February, first part of March, somewhere in there, spring hits, you start to see the first of the flowers, the first flowering jasmines, the first daffodils, the first uh, camellias, they start to bloom. Then it's rotated through with the, the uh, azaleas and rhododendrons and then the forsythia are in bloom and then the lilacs come on board and it just rolls through at that point. You can walk as long as you're watering and caring for them a couple times a month through winter, you can plant now and have great success. Be right back. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Waters October companion plants that grow well together are blaze maples, burning bush, Arizona creeper, glamour kale, and spicy mum. Waters spicy mums are best sellers for super long bloom times and local garden tuck. Spicy mums glow yellow with a halo of fiery orange around each daisy flower. These big bold perennials are perfectly shaped and add color in autumn when few flowers are in peak bloom. And just $9. You'll find bright fall flowers here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. If life is a bowl of cherries, why not make them the biggest, sweetest cherries ever? Waters Garden Center is super excited to introduce our new organic fruit and vegetable plant food. This fertilizer has the bonus of added calcium that gives fruit trees and veggies an extra boost to produce healthy, abundant crops. Feed your plants now to help them thrive and grow more fruits than ever in just $27 for a 20-pound bag. Save natural, organic, fruit and vegetable plant food only at Waters Garden Center. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. And we are back with Ken and Lisa Lane, uh, the Mountain Gardener and Gardeness. Does that make is that even a word? I don't know. Can be gardener too? Yeah, we can both be gardeners. I'll okay. be a gardeness. I kind of always wanted to be a ness. <laughs> Lock ness. Anyway, Lisa comes in just with garden questions. What are your neighbors talking about? And and the gardens definitely changed. Mm-hmm. We're definitely into fall now. Yeah. So we had our first frost. I think Flagstaff even got a little bit of snow that they're kind of excited. Yeah. So anyway, the gardens changed. <laughs> and rapidly. 
rapidly. And that's yeah. kind of what you expect here in the mountains of Arizona. It could be beautiful one day and then the next day. Holy schmoly. It'll be nice again next week. That's mm-hmm. just the way it works. The so. wind was blowing. We had a oh, my gosh. few things down. What was that Monday? <laughs> it was uh, Monday was ferocious. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was scary. I was taking a shower. Oh, we shouldn't say that. <laughs> We'll let people's imaginations well, go. I think they know you shower. We were taking a shower. We were not there we go. <laughs> and that lightning storm hit on Monday, and I went, We should get out of here. It's like, like this is dangerous. Oh my gosh, <laughs> right over top of the house. Like the house was in the clouds. So, anyway. But fun. But yeah, definitely things have changed. So, yep. garden questions have changed. Oh, yeah. What are the garden so questions? So, our first one is from Penny. She says her uh, yard maintenance man wants to shut down her irrigation. She wants to know, is it too early? Is it okay? And then if you shut the irrigation down, how often do you need to water now? Yeah, sure. So, so you can, I mean, really you're at the, you're at, you just have to take on whatever, whenever they want to shut it down, the crew's going to work that neighborhood <laughs> and they're not going to be back. So they're trying to be efficient right. on their labor and there's not enough laborers to, to help or expertise or you know, labor expertise mm-hmm. to go around, especially on irrigation, some of the trades. So just take it whenever they can do it, do it. Generally we'll wait a month till about the middle of November, but okay. We had some frost. Your irrigation's not at risk. So yes, we had a frost this week, but it wasn't a heavy freeze. It just burned off stuff. It's not going to damage your irrigation with just a couple nights of cold and then it's back nice again. Mm -hmm. It would take a kind of prolonged freeze to really do that. We're talking single digits. You know, it's it's 19 degrees out for a week. And now all of a sudden you got risk uh, with your irrigation. Mm -hmm. But a few nights, uh, it's barely 32. Yeah, I think you're okay. So, but they're just trying to be efficient with their labor. Whenever they turn it off, you should be watering your plants normal rate until the leaves drop off. What is that? Till about Halloween or so. Another two, three weeks or so. Mm -hmm. And then you're throttling that back to twice a month. Mm -hmm. So you should water, especially brand new plants. Uh, Let's say you put them in the last year or two and you really want them to grow and and get fuller. They're not quite mature yet. Mm Uh, you should water those twice a month. Go go out by hand if you need to. Turn it on and water those by hand. Deep soak them mm-hmm. uh, by hand. If we get a storm like we had this week, you could cut one of those out. So we had just shy of an inch of water. An inch of rain will saturate into the ground about six inches of soil. Mm-hmm. So and and a, and a tree might have a foot and a half of roots. So you'll need about three inches of water on the surface to penetrate the entire root ball. So think in those terms, if you're watering by hand, Mm -hmm. or if you've got the ability, turn the irrigation on by hand and and then just turn it off again. So you Mm -hmm. don't have to use the clock. There's a valve, cock valve in there in the, in the ground. You can turn it on manually. So again, going back to Penny's question, just have them power it down whenever you can. Because you don't have that much of a choice, <laughs> and then uh, and then water once a week probably through for the next two three weeks, mm-hmm. and once all the leaves are off the trees, water twice a month. Got that it. Help that get you going. Helps me. There we go. Okay. <laughs> next question is from Tom. He's been using the humic and the all-purpose food on yep. his lawn, as you recommended. He wants to know is humic uh, needed as you're going into fall and winter? 
Tom, first of all, thanks for listening. We do put all this garden content out and it's like uh, like I beat my head up against the wall sometimes. People aren't listening you, or you'll talk about Humic and people come in going, uh, I need some help. They haven't even heard one message. We're, we're blanketing the, the, the marketplace. There. there he is. There's too much information. So thanks for listening. Uh, yes. So what we say, so Tom, for lawns, if you want amazing lawns that you never have to really dethatch or or plug or... You just want to just be green all year without any real care, no thatch buildup. Mm -hmm. uh, so we say start in March with all-purpose plant food. And then once a month, add something onto the lawn. So that'd be March, all-purpose plant food, humic in April, all-purpose plant food in June, July, humic. So just trade those two things off mm -hmm. through October. And then once October hits, yeah, the grass pretty much shuts down in November, December, January, February. So it's 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 in it's in stasis basically. It's just slow motion. So whatever you've whatever green you've locked in by then will stay that way. And so and then you won't have to to plug or or aerate or dethatch this fall because the humic does all that for you. Humic mm -hmm. encourages deeper roots, gets rid of the thatch. The food causes green growth, nice thick, blanketed, like a weed wouldn't dare compete with this lawn. And so with the two of them, you've got a, a healthy lawn that doesn't, it takes care of itself basically. Right. So that's what you do. So in October, just kind of go up, oh, I'm done. Clean up the fertilizer, you know, spreader, sharpen the tools, put them back for next spring, kind of do all that kind of stuff. And then you're kind of done. So humic isn't just for lawns. It's also oh, no. great for those evergreens oh, yeah. and shrubs and roses, yeah. pretty much anything. Right? Our entire yard has been done with humic mm -hmm. before that last storm. Last weekend, we saw the storm coming. We did the entire lawn, everything, the, the thyme lawn, the perennial flowers, the trees, the shrubs, the roses, everything got humic and all-purpose plant food at the same time. Mm -hmm. And uh, And then the rain just came and did us good. I so know. plants will be happy. We were prepared. We were prepared. <laughs> Every once in a while that happens. Yeah. <laughs> so Sandy would like to know, are snapdragons considered perennials? She put some in last fall and says they're still looking good. Yeah, Sandy. So, so snapdragons, we actually define as biannuals. That is, they'll last for a couple of years and then they finally fade. We sell them at the garden center as an annual. Mm -hmm. So, and then if they come back, it's like a bonus for you. There you go. So the, the plants here at Waters Garden Center are so healthy, they just keep <laughs> on growing. So we'd rather under, you know, under to, to, to tell you less right. and to watch them perform better than to, to over compensate. Mm -hmm. So they're not a true perennial they'll tend to reseed and come back for you. So that's why they're acting like a perennial, kind of like a, a California poppy. Mm -hmm. It's very similar. It doesn't necessarily come back from that same root, but it reseeds very easily. Right. So it tends to spread through the yard very, very nicely. Mm -hmm. A true wildflower. Yeah. Uh, snapdragons are great in that they bloom in the fall. They'll keep blooming till, oh, like Thanksgiving or so. And then they'll just have this nice green. You'll see the spent flowers. And then uh, um, it'll just stay green through the winter. So it's mm -hmm. pretty robust. Whenever it's done blooming, I'll trim off those spent flowers. And you just have this nice green mound. And then start fertilizing that again, usually in February. Fertilize them right then. And they'll go right into bloom again at by, by March 1. You're starting to see flower buds and things are happening again. So it's one of those great fall through spring mm -hmm. plants 
that just animals don't eat. It's just every every yard should have one. I agree. Nice to mix with pansies yeah. and violas so that when they finally do go out of bloom, you still got some color there yeah. with your pansies and violas and brightens up the yard. So we had a garden tour last Friday, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a, a personalized tour that you could walk. We just showed off our gardens, a grand scale. We didn't go over into details, which what, what are the plants, but here's yeah. how we designed more design ideas. And we repotted a few of our containers mm-hmm. and the snapdragons were the tall things because they tend to get pretty, pretty Most good looking. Yeah. And then pansies out in the front. So you mm-hmm. had a two-stepped, stair-stepped right. or violas, I guess, one of the two, but it's easy to put the two together. Oh yeah. And you can plant them now. I know we had frost, but you, you, <laughs> those geraniums got burned. The coleus was vaporized. Oh, the poor coleus. <laughs> dahlias are gone. <laughs> well, you can put snapdragons, pansies, yeah. violas. Mm-hmm. Dusty Miller stock. We've got all the winter blooming things right. here at the Garden Center now. Of course, moms. Sure. Moms are a great one. Tis the season. Okay, that's great questions today. Penny, Tom, and was that Sandy? Sandy. Sandy, yeah, got it right. What a memory. Oh, <laughs> I make I take good notes. Yeah. Ken Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. Hey, Gardeness. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. The Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. I used to be cocky and actually dared to beat the big boxes at their own game. Since the beginning, we were known for the very best plants in town. But with youthful ambition, we added a line of inferior plants, contractor grade, that matched the box stores and beat their prices. We failed miserably. The plants were side by side. Waters hand-picked quality at the higher price and the inferior plants at the lower price with astounding results. The inferior plants, not bad quality, just not full and nice, were still there a month later. The hand-picked quality plants, they had been restocked twice and the bench was empty again. The youthful cockiness, it's tempered and with age comes wisdom and knowing who you really are. Waters Garden Center doesn't compete with the marts and the boxes. We simply grow the very best plants our family is famous for. We will never offer inferior plants. Cross my heart. Pinky swear. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road, here in Prescott. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's Waters with two T's, GardenCenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. You know what's amazing is uh, some of the plants that like this four-season change. They like the bright days, cold nights. I was looking at our gardenias. Gardenias have got this piece of art basically it's not topiaried we don't shape it and trim trim it but it's in this beautiful um, kind of jade green bowl quite large and this shallow really planted this shrub in it this conner this uh, evergreen gardenia it looks good you're it looks great glossy green leaves but after that rain on Monday, it started to bloom. I've got three new fragrant gardenias have the most fragrant flowers. I think it's even more fragrant than a rose or even a lilac. It's quite striking. We've got it on the patio here by the outdoor kind of sofa area, entertainment area, so you can enjoy this fragrance. But it's a plant that has 
a lot of antifreeze in it. So there's only a couple varieties of gardenias that will grow at this altitude. Uh, they'll go down to about zero, maybe minus five degrees, and then they start to burn out. So they've got quite a bit of, of antifreeze within the structure of that plant, but not unlimited. So they can't go down to minus 30 degrees or minus 15 or 20 degrees, which you folks up in the higher elevations, the Groom Creeks, the Highland Pines, the, the Williams and Flagstaffs, White Mountains, you need Eurozone 5. You're, you definitely need a, a click cooler. You need plants that can take that. Uh, things like rhododendrons, they're a broadleaf evergreen. They go down to minus, I think, 25 or 30 degrees. Some crazy cold. They've got this antifreeze structure, and that's what that growing zone really is. When you look at that tag on that plant, you go, grows into zone five or seven or 10 or six, whatever that number is. So for us in the Prescott Central Highlands area, let's say Camp Verde, Sedona, Prescott, Prescott Valley, Cortis Junction, Spring Valley, this, this whole central highland area, we are a zone seven, strong seven. So yeah, okay, you might in Sedona, you might have you're up against a west-facing rock wall, and maybe you could flirt with a zone 8. A Spring Valley, Cordis Junction, yeah, you're probably a zone 8. Uh, but it still gets cold. It still snows out there. Uh, you folks up in, 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 let's say, the Prescott Ridge Lines overlooking the city, maybe you're a zone 7A or 6B. You get a little bit cooler, but basically if you say we're a zone 7, we're good. Those are plants that can go down to 10 degrees. That's a zone 7. A zone six, go down to zero. Zone five can go down to minus 10. So you can just see how it clicks down. So if you're in a zone seven, let's say we're all that's in this listing audience, a zone seven, well, you can grow a seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Any That number and lower you can grow. Once you go above that, now all of a sudden you're getting, let's say, Phoenix, a zone 10 or 11 or 12. Those are plants, if it gets down to 40 degrees, plants are going, oh, I am so cold. I need a parka. What is going on here? I, I'm not used to even remotely thinking cold. I'm a tropical plant. I want to be in a rainforest. That's what those higher numbers are. For season climates, we're generally going to be a zone 7 and lower. So that, these are plants that transition, that can hold their own when it gets cold. They like the they like the frosty night we had on Tuesday. They, they like the snows. They like all this four-season weather. Those are plants that are adapted to that. You want to make sure you're planting those kinds of plants in your yard. Well, gardenias, going back to where we started, is a very large family of plants. Some of the gardenia family are tropical. They don't like the cold. Some Like the southern uh, gardenias, they're, they're, they don't take much cold. There's some that are very robust. They might have a little bit smaller foliage or smaller flower. Same fragrance, same color, same glossy leaf to it, but these are the hardier varieties. I would say azaleas are the same way. There's some azaleas. This is probably a, a top seller in the country because azaleas will grow from Wisconsin all the way down to you know, Tucson, South Texas, Brownsville, and everything in between. But not all of them are not all of them will grow in every zone. So some are more cold hardy. That's the ones you want up in the colder elevations. That's where we're at. We need the cold hardy varieties. Look for zone five, six, seven types of azaleas 
They're going to get the same color, but they have more antifreeze in them. They don't get that frost burn to them. They don't. They aren't affected by the cold. Whereas the tropical varieties, they are. They get they get burned back, and they are not happy. So my gardenia, going back to where I started, it's so happy it started to bloom this week. The crazy thing, didn't it know it's autumn? You should stop doing that. Just hold your energy. And but it was just happy. It's 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 in the right place. Uh, a gardener's touch is on it. It's up there in the west exposure, so it gets some nice. It stays warm. It's on a patio, so it gets some retained heat off the patio block. So it's I think it's in the just the right spot. The one in the backyard. It's more of a north-facing exposure. It, it stays colder. It's up against the house, but it's colder. It did not bloom. Just a nice green, just a nice green shrub that looks good in a pot. Everything else got vaporized. This thing goes, no, fine. I'm looking good. Hey, maybe I'll think about blooming. It'll have it warm up a little bit for me, and I might set a flower bud. So it just depends on where they're at, but make sure you're planting hardy varieties of plants. They're for a zone 7 or lower. If you're tuned into this listening audience, be back with Lisa Waters Lane right after this. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations, guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Gardens help awake our creative spirit and connect us to aspirations, family, and dreams. Dreams of a better life, a better home, and better health. Sometimes the best way we connect with ourselves is to temporarily disconnect from our electronics. Gardens become a quiet refuge. Plant a new flower bed, pick some fresh herbs from the garden, and they lend themselves to ways of beautiful color that naturally evolve through our four seasons. A beautiful garden speaks to its gardener with a power that eludes the electronic equivalent. Text and email messages are of this world, busy and disruptive and often filled with stresses. Gardens, however, are an attempt to transcend from the hectic life to one that becomes meaningful and cherished. Waters is a place of rest and peace for the creative soul. Be inspired and plant some of your own peace and rest with plants from Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. For people who love to be refreshed in the garden, they love to shop. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert, Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding, with a few of Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. And Ken and Lisa Lane back in the studio, The Mountain Gardeners. Uh, Here, we've just been doing this for a lot of decades, uh, sharing our garden kind of insights what's what's worked for us mm-hmm. and then uh lisa comes in and this whole segment's all about well your, your perspective of gardening so welcome to the studio lisa thank you always good to be back in i can't wait to be in moab right after the show we're leaving for moab so we're gonna we got some friends up there we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna kind of jeep around and see the arches and uh just take a week and Kind of hang with friends and <laughs> see nature and decompress yeah. and recharge. Mm-hmm. So we tend to work a lot, or we tend to work a lot. Yeah, so this gets have us a small away. Business, it's what you do. It's kind of what you do. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so, should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. So what do you got? What are you sharing with folks this week? What are, what what do gardeners want to know? What do they want to know? Well, of <laughs> course, uh, it got cold. Yeah. So all those. Plants that were hanging around looking beautiful. My begonia out front. Totally just, obliterated. Yeah. 
<laughs> it just kissed it big goodbye big time so it's yeah. it it very sadly because <laughs> yeah. it was gorgeous it was well, huge it was it's, it's, it's an annual that's kind of what you gotta expect I know. that's why we've been pushing for for weeks now <laughs> anything to be remotely looks bad pull it out put put winter blooming things in so yeah. they have time to fill out so right. and we had in our front pots i don't know if people saw it on the tour thing but we had uh, lantana we had that purple yeah. uh creeping lantana in there and it was it went all the way down it yeah. was t- but it doesn't like the cold oh it didn't take you yeah i didn't take a look it got blackened yeah <laughs> yeah pretty toasted you'll so. see yeah uh, the foliage gets kind of wilty mm-hmm. Dark brown to black, mushy. mushy. Yeah, you can tell it just froze. Yeah. And it, it's frostbite. It yeah. literally got yeah. frostbite. Does it mm-hmm. look if you were to stick your feet out and like on uh, dried ice for a couple of days? That's what your that's what your plants look like. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing, right? So time to we're gonna spend some time when we get back replacing those pots because yeah. we like year round pretty stuff in our pots. So I brought in a few examples of pretty stuff that you can put in this time of year. Great. So one of the things that I brought in that I really, really love because I like to do combos of things. Uh, So this is Swiss chard, which is absolutely gorgeous. If you look at the stems on it, look at that beautiful dark red kind of burgundy in the stems. It's absolutely gorgeous. There you go. Trying to help the, we're, we're trying to videotape this and right. record it for radio. So <laughs> it does both. So if you follow right. us at all, you get both. So That's what a combo. It's really pretty. So I was thinking, yeah. mix that with some of these really dark burgundy pansies. Oh. What a color combination. Amazing. It's beautiful. And if you wanted to make it pop a little bit more, maybe some little white violas in there oh, too, because yeah. that really helps offset that contrast of color. Um, and the nice thing about the Swiss chard, you can start eating from that right away. Put it in your salads, put it in your yeah. smoothies. Um, another one that mixes nicely is uh, the bull's blood beets. Beets. I can hardly bull's say blood that. Beets. <laughs> there you go. I have See a hard time, so I have to say it slowly. <laughs> uh, but there again, it has a real pretty burgundy leaf to it. It's very stunning to mix with your real pretty darker pansies and violas. So, and so for folks that are tuned in, so they're going, I don't believe you. These two gardeners, they're always pushing stuff. They're trying to, uh, I don't, they're from Scottsdale and uh, Palm Springs. They're going, no, they can't. You can't plant now. It's too cold. We had a frost. Right. Look at my plants. They were burned this 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 last week. Yeah. Uh, they're telling me to plant pansies and Swiss chard. And you can do those. They actually oh, yeah. prefer cool. when it's cold. They don't like being, when they'll actually bolt. They stop mm-hmm. blooming. They get leggy. Uh, when it's hot out, they like right. the cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how fun to fix pick something together that's edible. And actually, pansies are edible too. They are. You, you want to impress like friends? <laughs> Put that in your salad. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, red sales lettuce, red romaine, um, the speckled oak leaf. A lot of real pretty lettuces out there right now. Fun to mix. Why not do something like that? If you're new to gardening, uh, say this is your first year, have fun with that. Have, this right. is something where. You go beyond just, I grow a tomato. I am now defined as a gardener. That's not a gardener. Uh, this is when you're starting to go, I'm going to take the seasons and extend them and have color through winter. Right. That's a gardener. Even if you make a mistake every once in a while, it's yeah. okay. But experiment, have fun with it, play with mm-hmm. it. Because the the easiest to grow, kind of the funnest plants to grow mm-hmm. is now through winter. Right. Right. And it doesn't, I mean... 
how fabulous we are in our location that we can have four seasons and we can still grow the veggies and the herbs yeah. and that kind of stuff. So this is an ornamental kale. Yeah. And everybody like goes, that. well, can I eat it? Well, yeah, you could. Not going to kill you. It's a little bitter. Yeah. Um, More ranch dressing. There were multitude descends of that. Uh, but it's considered more of an ornamental. Uh, I, mean, I don't know if you can really see it. it has a real dark purple center to it. Uh, so I paired that one with a really pretty purple pansy. What a great combo. Very, very pretty. Um, and You're bringing just, plants in the studio and I am totally you, messing up my keyboard, the, yeah. the microphones. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's okay. It's well, worthwhile. It's, it's good for you. Yeah. You could also mix that with a Dusty Miller. If you wanted to put Dusty Miller in there too, that real pretty silvery gray foliage. Sure. <laughs> you need more hands. I do. That's a good looking uh, plant. That's isn't a good it looking, that pretty? It's a very nice combo. And Dusty Miller, oh my gosh, I don't think they make a tougher plant than Dusty Miller. It goes through the heat, it goes through the cold, uh, kind of blooms late summer in a pretty little yellow bloom, but tough. Animals don't like it. Yeah. So just a really super one to put out right now. And get a lot of lead longevity out of that. So we've got a Dusty Miller just outside here at the office. <laughs> it's got to be five years old, maybe right. older. And I just, I actually thinned it back. It was getting too aggressive, too big. And so I, I kind of trimmed it back. Yeah. And then I pruned off the spent flowers. So mm -hmm. it had a whole bunch of yellow flowers on it. Because yeah. I said, okay, you're done blooming. It's right. got, got cold coming. You cut it back. And now it'll just keep that light white kind of mm -hmm. gray foliage right through winter oh yeah it's an evergreen yeah. it's an amazing plant for it you. is a super tough little plant super one to put in and then i think i talked about it last week but we got our hanging pansy baskets in <laughs> These are so isn't that beautiful oh my gosh they've got to be two feet two feet across i've got to speak <laughs> i'm talking to the plant not the microphone two feet across um it's what it yeah. is, 39, 39 bucks. Mm -hmm. They're just beautiful and, and they'll it, bloom like this forever. Oh yeah. And a few different color combinations. I just grabbed one that I thought was pretty, but there's some that are lighter. There are some that are darker. Um, you can hang them up. If you've got critter, javelinas, that kind of thing that you don't want messing with them, hang them up and enjoy them that way. Another way to use them, even though they have the hanger, you don't have to hang yeah, them. You can pop those right off. You can pop them right off. Throw that whole thing right into your container yeah. and bam, you're ready to go. It's almost color. cheating. That's just well, you have garden to cheating. That. So if you want great <laughs> color through winter, you know, a forty dollar mm -hmm. bill will make will get you huge color. Right. And this thing will turn. It'll keep growing. It'll turn into mm -hmm. this three four foot wide, mm -hmm. uh, oh, colorful mat. It'll be beautiful. We also got some hanging uh, chrysanthemums. Oh, that's too. unusual. So sometimes the deer like to eat the blooms off your chrysanthemums. So if that's a concern for you, hang it up high where they can't get to it. And there again, just enjoy them. So the season's not over. Oh no! You you can continue to plant. Uh, in fact, we encourage if you. This is the time of decoration, really. Mm -hmm. So October, when that frost takes your summer flowers, the garden season is pretty much over. Now you're accessorizing with these yeah. winter blooming type of plants. Mm -hmm. You're adding a pumpkin. Yeah, you can add a some. Skull. You can take. Uh, <laughs> I read an article uh, this morning. Uh, saying when you're making the cuts on your evergreens, stick some of those in your containers okay. and make porch pots. So trying to get creative, well, decorating creative? ideas. It's I didn't come up with that. <laughs> I had a buddy in Ohio that kind of said, 
you know what? We sell lots of porch pots. It's just a great way. People love it. It's, it's really, it's trending. Mm -hmm. And I can share that with folks sure. here locally because we've yeah. got lots of evergreens or conifers. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, it's fun to decorate. You can definitely have year-round fabulous looking plants right there at the front door oh, yeah. year-round. I agree. Very pretty. Ken and Lisa Lane, The Mountain Gardeners. We'll be right back after this. Thank you, Lisa. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Waters October companion plants that grow well together are burning bush, spicy mums, glamour kale, and red fox sedge. Fox sedge has striking clumps of red foliage that fades to flocks, giving off a warm glow. An attractive foliage effect in container gardens, perennial beds, and fountain accents. A good choice in poor draining pockets along dry stream beds and beside large landscape boulders. You'll find foxy red grasses, just $17, here at Waters Garden Center. Google, give me directions to Waters Garden Center. Waters October companion plants that grow well together are burning bush, Arizona creeper, spicy mums, glamour kale, and Prescott blaze maple. Prescott blaze maples have extreme growth of three feet or more each year. The fall color glows like embers in a blaze hot fire, thus the name. There's no better red maple to plant locally. Perfect for patios or any place shade is needed. And a big bold tree is just $149. You'll find the best fall shade trees here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. I could not think of a better week, a better month. Really, October is your month. The most important feeding of the entire year is right now. I cannot emphasize that enough. Plants have gone through. You've been watering them like crazy to get them through the heat. They've gone through fall. They're starting to see fall color. Some of them that were stressed actually turned color sooner than they should have by a week or two. If a plant is sick... It will tend to shut down early going, well, fall's coming. I think I'm going to put myself to bed right now, and maybe next spring I'll feel better, and I'll wake up and be better. If, if your plants seem to be turning color before the rest of the neighborhood, you should be worried. You should be having your gardener's alarm out there. Kind of, You need to go touch and, and nurture and, and take care of that living plant out in your yard, or you could lose them by next spring. We've seen quite a bit of grub activity. So these are white worms that live in the soil. And they're eating the roots off. Now, this that pressure should come off of us. As the soil cools, those grubs go down deeper and deeper in the soil, and they hibernate where it's warm. So hopefully that pressure's off. I, I think it's a few more weeks yet, but if the, if the grubs are eating the roots off your plants, it can show up in it turned color sooner. It get, had some brown tips brown leaves, curling of leaves. It'll show up in the leaf symptoms, uh, but the, the, the activity, the damage is done at the roots. So just watch that. Uh, if, if a plant has not been, doesn't have the right nutrients, it's a heavy clay soil, and we've had a lot of rain show up, and it flushed out any nutrients that were there, that were there and then all those air pockets that were 
at the root level have been filled up with water molecules and all of a sudden that plant starts to feel a little waterlogged, you can have yellow leaves. It'll turn color earlier. If a maple, a red maple, is now more orangey or even yellow, that could be an indication of overwatering. The plant is stressed out at the root level. These, all of these can be corrected with nutrients in the fall. And so what I've done with, with, with my yard, with all the plants in the yard, I went out and I sprinkled. I took my hand spreader and I just slung it around. kind of looks salt and peppered when you're all done. Um, I, I did the entire yard with all-purpose plant food, 744 all-purpose plant food. The, the edible plants, the grapes and the berries, the fruit trees, um, those kinds of things, I actually have a, a fruit and vegetable food. It, it's got a lot more calcium in it, so it, it makes the fruit larger, bigger, bigger clusters, bigger berries, sweeter. The calcium is what really brings out the color and the flavor of, of plants. There I use the uh, granular form of vegetable and, and fruit fruiting plant kind of fertilizer. They're both organic. We sell them here at Waters. But I'm slinging those around the yard. I'm just trying to, I used four bags for my entire half acre. It's heavily planted. The plants are happy. In addition, I added humic. Normally, I don't do this in the fall of the year. Humic is another granular form of, of nutrient. But humic actually encourages the plants to root deeper. Uh, it gets rid of um, it helps organic matter break down faster at the at the soil level. Um, there's a lot of positives with humic. Humic acid. That's really what is what it is. So if you take a compost pile and just you compost it down right down to its last elements, what you have is humic humic acid. So I'm sprinkling that around the yard as well. I'm I'm hoping when the rain comes, it will break all this stuff down. Over, over about a three, four month period. So over the winter, it's going to release this food and encourage, help the flower buds and the leaf buds or the candle growth on my conifers to, to bulk up over the winter. I'm seeing quite a bit of damage from, from insects in my yard. Aphids have been thick. Uh, you've, you've got slugs, snails. You see this glossy trail that they leave behind at night. None of these are good. I'm really seeing my conifers. I'm worried about my evergreens. So the junipers, I'm seeing them being attacked. I'm seeing flagging. That is the, the new tip turns brown and then and then goes limp. Kind of kind of they burrow into that branch at the very tip and they cut it off from all nutrients and then it just flags. It falls down and then turns brown. We call it flagging. Hopefully I described that over the airwaves well enough. I'll see if I can take a picture. And throw that up on our, our social media sites, that kind of stuff. That would be important. When I go and, and actually do some gardening, I actually, actually arborist kind of stuff on this tree, I'll, I'll take a close look, take some photos. And if it's serious enough, I'll actually write that in the garden column and, and, and put a garden alert out. But for me, I'm going to fertilize that because I think a good, healthy tree that I put all-purpose plant food, evergreens love that stuff. With humic, makes it more acidic, so it's humic acid. That's going to help it a lot. As I am as I go down this weekend, I'll take a look and see just uh, how bad it is. I might actually put some plant protector. I'll probably do that just as insurance. There's a liquid um, bug control called plant protector. 
uh, you pour it, mix it up in a watering can, you pour it right at the base of the tree and the plant will actually absorb that up through the cambium layer, up through the, and take it up to those green uh, uh, foliage area, the, con the conifer needled area where we're seeing the flagging, where we're seeing the attack. It'll actually taint that so it will get rid of those tip borers. I think it's a tip borer. So something to watch. Don't just say, oh, it's cold, I'm done gardening. This is when a lot of damage can be done, and you don't you think it's spring got it, but it actually happened last fall. You really want to monitor that, and so and some cues are for me it should be evergreen. If you see brown on your evergreens, that is not good. You need to do something about that. And food is where you start. If your deciduous plants turned color before the rest of your neighbors. That is not good. The plant's showing you. It's talking to you and saying, hey, I'm a little bit stressed. I'm going to put myself to bed early. And so you should you should want to adjust, give them some nutrients, watch for bugs. Look, look, go and touch and feel that plant and make sure they're okay. Make sure there aren't any something out, something, an outside influence like aphids or tree borers or something getting into that tree. Just kind of watch it. One thing I'd really say, people are always so quick to start pruning things. Don't prune quite yet. We want some, one cold storm does not make a good pruning season. You need you want that sap to be slowing down within that tree, within that structure. You want the bugs to be killed off. So cold, as we get more, as the cold permeates down into the soil, so we get some real serious freeze. I'm not talking frost, I'm talking freeze. That'll kill off some insects. If you make a cut right now, the sap is still flowing on those plants. Bugs are still out, and they're attracted to that. And you can spread disease faster than maybe you want to. So you can have more issues. Just don't be in a hurry. Watch for, for issues. And just clean up. Enjoy the fall. Fall is kind of messy. You're going to have leaves blowing around. That's part of the magic. It's kind of swirling that windstorm on Monday. We just... You could tell fall was here. I was driving home late at night. Leaves are blowing across the road. It was kind of spooky. I went, this is kind of neat. It's definitely autumn. Whoa, it's here. This is kind of kind of fun. And then, of course, the, the back deck is kind of trashed because now you get to blow it off because all this stuff is blown around. Enjoy what the season brings you. It's, it's not a clean. Fall is not a clean season. It's a messy, dirty, jump in the the leaves kind of season it's a, it's a it's just a fun time it's a relaxing time the pressure's not on uh, but but you don't don't just go indoors and start baking cookies and sipping tea and going I'm oh, gardening's done there's still some things to be done and the first thing you can do is fertilize I can't emphasize that enough and don't use synthetic fertilizers skip that orthos scots peter's stuff get 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 a good rich organic fertilizer that's pelletized put it in a hand spreader sling it around and i use an all-purpose plant food and humic those two things google that it'll come right up or come see us at the garden center we make it ourselves it's for us and our local plants it will make your plants happier next spring it'll put them to bed fatter chunkier healthier and they'll wake up next spring more vibrant colorful more fruitful next spring got a lot in store for you but uh don't go anywhere we're gonna wrap this thing up after this you're listening to local garden expert ken lane the owner of waters garden center 
He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. I grew up in the family business with my three sisters, and I've raised four of my own kids in the same garden center. Waters isn't just another business in town. This is part of our home, an extension of who we are. My family spends more time here than we do at home. It's basically an extension of our living room. We just have more friends over than most. My name is Lisa Waters Lane, and you'll feel welcomed, peaceful, and at home here at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road, here in Prescott. Hi, Lisa with the plants of the week and our instant Raywood ash. Raywoods are known for their handsome fall foliage that turns colors of red to royal purple. Just stunning. The leaves have a fine texture which add a softness to harsh rock yard. At $120, these instant trees are magnificent. 12 feet tall with a 6 foot spread. You won't have to wait for this tree to grow up. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love instant trees, they love to shop. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert, Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. For you gardeners, especially newer gardeners, uh, we've got a free garden class every Saturday through fall, really, we'll go through this month. I think there's one the first week in November. Uh, but let me, let me pull that up, actually. So if you go to watersgardencenter.com, the very front page, it's got a classes button. You can see there's uh, this Saturday, the 16th, fall containers that bloom like crazy. So we, we put this one in there because we knew that we would be seeing frost about now. And it would vaporize your zinnias and the, the, the summer plants. Well, here's some that you can put in there, then have some color. You might not want to do the entire gardens with pansies, but a few containers at the front door kind of helps you. It uplifts the gardener within, even in a January, short days, dark, stormy, to see some purple pansies blooming there, saying, Oh, I'm so happy. It's uplifting. Uh, the 23rd, it's succulents, cacti, and the low-maintenance garden. So the sumacs, they look fantastic right now. Bright oranges, reds. These are native, low-care plants. Cotoneasters, uh, service berries. There's a whole series of them. And then, of course, all the yuccas, Spanish daggers. What can you plant now? That's super low maintenance. I mean, you don't even have to prune most of these things. Then we'll end the, the October with showy shrubs of autumn. What are those bright colored shrubs you're seeing right now? Right now you're seeing a, a, a vine, a Virginia creeper. It's a native, grows wild out in the Bradshaws. It's turning red. A burning bush will be turning red right after that. So it's it'll be it's already starting to show some red by the 30th it'll be full color. By the end of the month the uh, uh, maples, red maples will be in glorious. I mean just beautiful. Followed by the the uh, ash. You're going to have all of your uh, spring shrubs turning color. So lilacs, forsythia, flowering quince, they turn quince turns this bright orange. Lilacs turn a bright gold, like aspen gold. So we're di- we're in the thick of autumn. Which ones look the best? Which one can you plant now? Which one can you enjoy? So uh, we'll go over all those. They're free. They start at 930. It's in a greenhouse. Even if it's stormy, we can control the weather. 
We just want you to be a better gardener. That, that's our goal. Let me also uh, mention a, a sponsor of this show, Fertizona of Arizona. Fertizona is out of Casa Grande. They're the ones that, it's a family business that mixes fertilizers. They mainly work with the farmers down in that Casa Grande area, golf courses, that kind of stuff. But also, they blend our fertilizers for us. They're, they're nutrients, plant nutrients, and they're, they're good with organics. And so they blend our all-purpose plant food, our fruit and vegetable food, our, our uh, flower power. There's a liquid water-soluble fertilizer that we make that brings things, makes them bloom. They mix our root and grow. We, we actually steep some compost and make a tea out of it. They do that for us, then bottle and label it for us. So couldn't do it without them. We have the recipe. They do. They help us tweak the nutrients. We talked to a lot of different farmers, but it's good to have smart people in the right places that are local. And Fertizona, they know their plants and they know how to make them. They know what they want to feed off of. And so they put that together. So thank you, Fertizona, for, for helping us be a better garden center, helping our local gardeners put things together. We couldn't do it together, and we couldn't uh, have this show without you. So let's see what else. If you get into trouble and you're just not sure, let's say you're new from Southern California. This is a four season. This is We're not tropical. You're just not sure if that plant died or not died. And you're not, take a picture. Bring a sample in. We could tell you, oh, yeah, that's a geranium. It didn't make it. It's froth. It's gone. Or if you're not sure when to prune, what to prune. You're from Phoenix. You prune all your roses in November. You don't do that up here. You do it more in March. If you need help, guide, guidance, getting to the right spot, knowing what, what you should be doing at the, at the right time at this altitude. Just because you do it in, in North Carolina doesn't mean you do it that same time here. Here we might be a little bit different. You want to work with the environment, not against it. We can help you with that. Throughout the week, Lisa and I camp out here at Waters Garden Center. We love talking to fans of the show. Some stores are meant to dash into, hunt down your purchase, and leave promptly. It's part of our 24-7 cyber world where it's difficult to decompress, slow down, and enjoy the environment. We miss the tactile experiences, fragrance, and enjoyment that come from slowing down and admiring the majesty of something as simple as a butterfly. Waters has elevated lingering to an art form with experiential pauses built into the very DNA of the garden center. We're designed purposefully for leisurely strolls through the many greenhouses that beckon guests to enjoy the plants. We work tirelessly to craft an environment that aesthetically reflects the cycle of the seasons. When you finally have a plant question, one of Waters' plant ambassadors are here to help you choose plants that will thrive in your landscape. Decompress and learn how to linger in the garden once again. Here at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. For people who love to slow down in the garden, they love to shop. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.